It's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This week in music history with Marty Miller. Diagwit. It's Misha Marty Miller. How are you? Let's go through another week of music history. This time we're looking at May 15th until 19th. This was the week in music history that the Faces lose Ronnie Wood to the Stones, Vicky Cornell loses husband Chris, and Paul McCartney lost a small fortune after being rung through the mill. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. 1976 is where we'll start this week and the Rolling Stones are number one on the album chart with their Black and Blue record, their sixth number one album. The band's first studio album released with Ronnie Wood as a replacement for Mick Taylor featuring that big song Fool to Cry. Ronnie recalls Mick Taylor quitting. I was in the back seat with Mick and Marshall Chess and Mick Taylor were in the front seat and apparently that night he told him he was leaving and I knew nothing about it. The Stones didn't want to break up the faces. They didn't want to say, hey Woody, you know, leave that lot and come with us. 2003 this week we lost country singer June Carter Cash, second wife of Johnny Cash. She died in Nashville, Tennessee, aged 73. Here's John recalling June. She was my biggest critic too. If, if she didn't like something that, that I did, she told me about it in a hot minute. <laughs> I imagine it must be to, to be married so long and then to lose someone. It's, I imagine people would sometimes just want to stop and say, you know, because spouses sometimes just follow each other, but you're still going and ready to go. It's, where, do you, where do you get the, the energy? The she told me in the hospital, said, go to work. I said, what are you talking about? She said, don't worry about me. Go to work. Of course, it wouldn't be long, sadly, until poor Johnny Cash would follow her. Uh, He would die, literally, I think, of a broken heart some six months after June. In 1965 this week, in California, a limousine taking the Rolling Stones to their hotel was literally hopped upon by fans, jumped all over the car. The lads inside trying to hold up the roof with their chauffeur driving away. In Dublin, they told an Irish reporter all about that. Was that your worst experience? No, 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 no. It was pretty bad because we all got pulled down at one stage. What is your worst I think probably uh, Long, Beach, Long, Beach. Long Beach, California is proud. There are about 5,000 people around the car. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1966 this week, the Beach Boys gave the world pet sounds. The album is now regarded as a Brian Wilson masterpiece. What song of yours are you proudest of and why? Well, I'm proudest of God Only Knows because it's a great melody and a great lyric. And Carl sang it beautifully, and I'm I'm very proud of it. Let's jump forward to 2006. Paul McCartney and his wife Heather Mills admit that they have given up the fight trying to save their marriage, saying that after four years, they were splitting. Hordes of journalists and TV crews from around the world gathered to see the warring couple arrive at the High Court. The summary from Mr Justice Bennett reveals Heather wanted more than £125 million. Sir Paul offered just under 16. The judge finally ruled he would have to pay a lump sum of 16.5 with assets of £7.8 million. 
Very sad in 2017. Songwriter, singer, musician, one of the greatest voices of our generation. What did he have, like a a four-octave voice? Chris Cornell played his last show in Detroit after performing a show with Soundgarden. Widow Vicky says... He was the best husband, the greatest father. I lost my soulmate and the love of my life. He would never have ever left this world. And you believe it was the addiction that led him to do what he did that night in taking his life? I don't think that he could make any decisions because of the level of impairment. This Week in Music History, the podcast. Another really sad one, actually. One day after Chris Cornell, but many years earlier. In 1980, the Joy Division singer and guitarist Ian Curtis, well, he took his own life as well. He left a note that said, at this very moment, I wish I were dead. I can't cope anymore. And he was playing Iggy Pop's album, The Idiot. His mates at the time, his bandmates as well. When Ian Curtis dies, you and I said it immediately, you know, and Wilson certainly did. You know, this is, he's like a Hendrix, he's like a, a Jim Morrison, a Jim, you know, a Janet, a Janet Joplin. Everyone goes, don't be daft, you know, it's, it's like just a kid, you know. But you kind of go, no, you know, this, this will develop, this will grow. It's not the usual kind of, you know, rock and roll suicide of, or death due to alcohol or to drugs. He meant what he said when he wrote when he wrote the songs. 1985 we go to next and Simple Minds were number one with one of the most passed around songs ever. Brian Ferry said, no, thanks. Billy Idol said, no, you're grand. And then Chrissy Hines said to her husband at the time, you guys should do this. I reckon it'll be huge. Simple Minds taking on Don't You Forget About Me. It's amazing. It seems to transcend different generations as well. Up until then, we'd never done anyone else's song. And we were young and we were precious and we we're kind of scared, you know. We thought, well, why would we do someone else's song? We've got this alive and kicking thing up our sleeve. And uh, and it even got worse because someone from the record company got touched and said, no, you love it because it sounds just like you, which offended us. This week in 1978, Dire Straits released their first major label single, The Sultan's a Swing. They recorded the whole thing on a £120 budget. And this is how the demo sounded. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1979 this week, Eric Clapton held a party at his gaff, celebrating his recent marriage to Patty Boyd. Paul McCartney, Ringo, George Harrison ended up jamming with Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker and Mick Jagger. But remember (laughs) that Eric had stolen Patty Boyd, his now wife, from George Harrison. Here's Paddy Boyd. I don't want to totally blame Eric, but I think that, you know, his behaviour was wrong, morally wrong, to um, entice me to leave George because I was married to George and Eric really shouldn't have done that. But also I was wrong as well to allow myself to be flattered to that extent. So, you know, we were both wrong morally on that moral issue. And this week in 1979, Supertramp went to number one on the US album chart with the brilliant Breakfast in America. A cracking album. Roger Hodgson recalls... A lot of these songs were my songs before they became Supertramp songs. I mean, people know them as Supertramp songs, but but actually I I wrote Dreamer, Breakfast in America, Give a Little Bit, um, It's Rainy Again even, before before Supertramp actually even started. So 
these were my babies from a very early age. And that is a look at this week in music history from May 15th until 19th. We take a look at music history every single day on Radio Nova. You can find it on the website nova.ie and the podcast then once a week, The Week in Music History in always less than 10 minutes. This Week in Music History. A week in less than 10 minutes.